You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast, hosted by Joe Figueres and Fioralise Franco. everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first recording or um, yeah. that we're making after the New Year. So is it called a recording? Yeah, it's not called a taping. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like old school, right? It's, right. This is not an eight track. We are not talking into a cassette recorder. No. Welcome. Welcome to the New Year. I feel better already. How do you feel? <laughs> Listen, this energy has been so different and you can tell. Remember last year I was at your house mm-hmm. and it just, I was like, had started to feel like the depression. I really remember it like hitting me at quartzite mm. and then just something shifted. And then of course the next three months were hell on earth, but this feels a lot different. I feel really optimistic about this year. It, I yeah. feel like it's going to be better. Although I, I'm Last year wasn't terribly awful. It was just how it ended for me. But otherwise, I was looking looking through my pictures and stuff. I was like, I had some like really fun times in 23. It was good for you? Yeah. I mean, I think like most of it, it's just it's real shitty how it ended. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you struggle with um, like the astrology and, and I didn't, all of those things? I didn't feel really impacted by the majority of the astrology during the year. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that wasn't it. And maybe because I was, I was very aware of like the moon cycle, especially with like the, the ceremonies and doing all that. Like I became very aware and yes. if anything, I, I think it helped me. Whereas before yes. I kind of would just like be going through life, not even, not even noticing. Right. Uh, but because I was doing the ceremonies, it made me be obviously much more intentional with the phases and what was happening and what each one meant and all of that. But what, what was, what, how was it for you? Did you have like a specific? Oh, 2023 was the whole balls awful for me. It was, it was, well, okay. So for you, you were in your three year in a seven universal year. So, um, you know, you were all about finding your most authentic expression of self. And then you were also impacted by, you know, sort of the, the, and the collective being like, go deeper, go deeper, Mm -hmm. find that Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Um, and then I was in a six year, which was all about responsibility. It's like six house shit, right? Um, um, you know, get your shit together, things you got to take care of, responsibilities, health, all that stuff. And then in a seven year, so I was going deeper into that. So it was just a lot. I went through depression the first couple months, mm-hmm. you know, and then we had those eclipses and then we had all those planets in retrograde. Yeah. Um, I recently did a post about it. You know, it was just a lot, um, but it caused me to know myself better. I, I said that t- 2003, um, caused me to look at myself in a way that was different. Like I, I had to look at myself different. It helped me redefine who I was when I looked in the mirror yeah. and not just physically, but it was emotionally and mentally. So mm-hmm. again, it wasn't my favorite year as far as how I felt a lot of the time. So it was a lot of inner struggle, yeah. but I still feel very blessed. Yeah. So Yes. Uh, what have you been doing? Anything fun you went up to? I worked on a lot of those uh, year-end t- 
tarot. I, well, I won't say I've worked on them, but uh-huh. so I've been doing, um, because this is like today is what January 2nd. So mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of readings at the end of the year to catch people up and uh-huh. tarot and Oracle and Akashic readings and all that stuff. So I've been doing that. There's a lot of master numbers being activated right now mm-hmm. that I noticed that. So, Oh, huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What about you? I, I have a movie re- recommendation for you. <laughs> okay, <what laughs> because, because, okay, so I generally, and you know this about me, I like comedies. I like romantic mm-hmm. comedies. I like, I like feel good stuff. And, mm-hmm. but I watched this movie. It was so good. It's called Quiz Lady with Aquafina. Oh. Oh my god, I love her. I love Aquafina, and this was like, oh, this was the best. And it, and it, Quiz lady, yes. And without spoiling it for you, it's basically this girl, Aquafina, who's really good at a game show, and then her sister, who's like a train wreck, her older sister, who's a train wreck, comes into her life, and and pushes her to like get on the quiz show or whatever, uh, through through a series of events. But the whole thing, it was just, it was funny. It was sweet. It had its, its like, you know, kind of tearful moments to it. Not, 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 I, I, I didn't cry. But still, like, it, it has heartfelt moments to it. But at the end, I was like, that, this is the stuff. Like, you know, sometimes you just need a movie to, like, have a good time and yes. laugh. And, and then at the end, feel good. Like, it's that. Yes. It's all of those things. Movie. It was perfect. What streaming service did you see it on? think it was netflix i'm pretty sure it's netflix oh good good yes. i can yes. still um access netflix with my old oh. laptop that that can't be traced <laughs> it's excellent right <laughs> all right quiz lady i will check it out um yes. i i love netflix movies um i just recently watched one of their new releases you know i like action adventure i mm-hmm. really do if it's shoot 'em up um, spies that are double crossed by the, you know, and yeah. then there's revenge in there, dude. I am all into those movies. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I, I like the Taken movies, the Liam Neeson movies. Yes, oh, e- yes. even though I do watch them, and I'm kind of like poking the holes in the plot a little bit. Like, there's a couple <laughs> of things where I'm just like, eh, is that true? Like, eh. uh, <laughs> but that's part of the fun for me. I do, I still enjoy them very much, but I, I. I, I like adventure adventure and I like um did you see the movie with um Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum where he, yes. she's like a no that movie is hilarious like it is hilarious and, and it's stupid I know it's mm-hmm. stupid but again sometimes you don't want to like have something that's drums up your trauma or whatever or makes you feel awful like uh, along no. the way right and no and these are just like kind of silly movies that sometimes you just want to like feel good and and escape for a moment. There's a ton of them out there. When you watch a movie, do you find that because you have intuitive abilities that you know what the hell's going to happen and then you get mad at yourself because you're like, God damn it, can I just watch a movie? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we were watching mm-hmm. this show called, um, it's called Hentified. It's on Netflix Hentified. too. It's a Netflix show, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. it's about this family and they live in like East LA and they have a like a a family run taco store and it's in danger of like them losing it. And so all the grandkids rile up around the the grandpa and kind of try to help, help him, you know, help him get out of it or whatever. But anyway, yeah, there's parts of it where I was watching and I'm like, Oh, like they would be perfect together. They should cook together. They should do this together. And then that's exactly what happens. And I'm just like, 
can I just watch a movie without like knowing exactly what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Too many times. So uh, New Year's Eve, I I had um, drinks with some friends and then I had dinner with some other friends at this really cool tiki bar. Mm-hmm. And um, so my friend, I had dinner with um, Laura and um, her partner, Jen. And so they were like, have you seen the movie Saltburn? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. So Yesterday, I was like, okay, well, I, I forget what I was doing. I was working on, I think I was working on content for our retreat. And so I just like to have a movie on in the background, yeah. which means I don't pay 100% attention. Sure. Yeah. This movie kind of sucked me in oh. um, because it's a lot different than something that I'm normally used to. As soon as I got to the point where I knew that I'm like, oh, he's going to turn the tables on people and he's going to be the one that fucks everybody up. <laughs> Soon as I knew that I lost complete interest, I'm like, damn it. Uh... So, yeah. So, and then I, of course, I'm like, well, I don't have the patience now to watch it. So then yes. I went on to, um, what's it? Uh, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I read it and I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. 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 So, but I will tell you that it's dark and weird and twisted and there's some, scenes in there that are disgusting oh um and i recommend it for the twisted and for people who like like dark sort of thrillers and twists and turns and um yeah i didn't love it Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't like movies where people are mean yeah i know what you mean Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean like i don't there's a lot of accounts that i can't follow because people are mean or um (laughs) It's just when people are mean to each other. Yeah. You know, I can leave a snotty comment um, on the socials like a pro, right? But when I'm watching it, I can't. So, uh, yeah, I get that. And there's a there's one account, which I'm not going to name, because she, like, if somebody leaves, like, a, you know, an asshole comment. And so mm-hmm. they deserve, you know, a response from her. The pushback. Yeah. The pushback. However, and I'm not, this is not my judgment. It's just like she goes on and on and on about it. And then other people are like, I thought you were spiritual, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I mean, she's still allowed to like, you know, you're it's a being that's spiritual bypassing, right? Like you're not yep. going to not have a reaction, but also no. to the extent at which she's using her platform. It's also kind of like, girl, like, I mean, but at the same time, that's how she wants to spend her energy. So like, let her be, I guess. I, yeah, I'll just end up scrolling. It's true. And that's the beauty of it, though, right? That's the whole point is like, if you don't want it, just don't watch it. Like, you don't have to drop a comment just because you don't like it. (laughs) No, I mean, and, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, you know, get all like fired up. Like, I'm going to reply to this person that doesn't give a shit about what I think anyway, but I'm going to, you know, do this to get it out. But there are a lot of there's a a Facebook page Uh and it's one of the witchy tarot astro. I don't know which one it is, but it's Mm -hmm. one of those. Mm -hmm. And she does. She's always using her platform to um, share memes that are like to all the people that don't like me, you can right. fuck off. Right. Stuff right. like that. Right. Um, but then also like complain about just make snotty comments. And it's like, all right, look, I am all for it's it's your feed. It's you can yeah. say what you want, post what you want. People don't like yeah. it, that sort of thing. Sure. But it doesn't mean that people aren't going to unfollow you and or like scroll past sure you know so yeah yeah it is what it is yeah and the way i have to handle it is like if that's all i'm seeing from that account exactly it's 
gonna go away. Like, yes. But if it's just like every once in a while, I'm kind of here for like <laughs> a little bit of spice. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. That's what I say, right? I like to, on my personal Facebook account, it's mine. Don't tell me what to post. And don't fucking come at me for posting something, especially about MAGA, because I will be like throwing up my middle finger and being like, then leave. Then yeah, right. Me. Yes. So, then but <laughs> I do like to curate my theme with funny, because funny memes are what I want to see. And yes. so when I see them, I like to share them, right? Yes. Stupid shit, right? It's like very clever. Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny, actually. I want to laugh. I like to share that. Once in a while, if I want to make a goddamn complaint about MAGA, I have every damn right to do it on my page and I'm going to do it. So that's how that goes. All right. What else do we, what else is going on? Do you have any, um, any announcements? Well, I did want to tell you about uh, my new routine. Oh, what is it? So I told you I'm trying to cut back on caffeine because- there's a lot of reasons to do it okay one is hormonal health so i'll just leave it at that okay oh for coffee for caffeine yes it does ris- disrupt your hormones it sucks all right i i love coffee but it mm. just helps with drinking a little less so i found this little shot and it's improved my mornings a ton and i like that it's small so i can take it with me anywhere or i can just pop it out of my fridge and drink it whenever I need a quick energy boost. And it's called Magic Mind. Magic Mind. So what's in that? So the primary ingredients that I was drawn to are lion's mane mushrooms and cordyceps mushrooms. Although there's other stuff in there like ashwagandha and matcha as well. What are those good for? Okay. So lion's mane is a nootropic and adaptogen. It helps to reduce anxiety and inflammation. And cordyceps is also an adaptogen that also helps reduce inflammation, but it also strengthens your immune system. And it's overall, it's just brain food. And then the matcha is for the caffeine. The ashwagandha helps with reducing stress and anxiety. Actually, honestly, with my perimenopause, it sounds like something that I would actually, I don't even think it's perimenopause. I think it's just menopause or whatever at my Mm -hmm. age. But I think that that's something that would probably be really helpful. You said inflammation, correct? Yep. Yep. Reduces inflammation. Yes. And since I love this product so much, we are now sharing it with all of our listeners. We have a special link and discount code because as of now, you can buy Magic Mind at your local Sprouts starting in January. Nice. So in order to get your extra 20% off plus first month free, you can visit magicmind.com slash Jan Esoterics Podcast and use code Esoterics20, which are all listed in our show notes today. Excellent. All right. What announcements do you have? Honestly, the only announcement that I have is that I changed my readings. I went from um, having like all these different readings and I just combined a bunch. So I've got the Akashic Soul Blueprint reading. Mm -hmm. I've got a spiritual mediumship reading. I've got a a business reading where I pull um, the Akashic record of your business um, and then I've got a couple soul contract readings, one for one person, one for two people. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's it. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it was just time. Um, yeah. so if you go to my website and you're looking for my tarot reading, it's included in the spiritual mediumship reading. So, yeah. So it's just more streamlined now. It, it really is. It's just uh, one thing I noticed is that a lot of people, a lot of readers out there have like 18 different readings. 
And honestly, for me, when you have that many readings, it's it's like the menu at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, for me, it's just like you're just trying to cover all the bases so people only go to you for readings. And it's like, well, that's not what I want to do. And I don't care to do that. I want people to come to me to get realigned with their soul blueprint and then send them on their way and go, mm. go do and make way with your badass self in the world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else have we got? Uh, retreat, man. We're retreating in a couple months. Um, registration for our 2024 quantum consciousness retreat for pretty much everybody. Healers, mystics, seekers, alchemists. Okay. Registration is open. It is open. And we are having so much fun planning the agenda. We don't have the details yet, but we will get those out to you soon. Yes. Spots are beginning to fill, so get your application in if you want to take part in Desert Hot Springs, California, located near Joshua Tree National Park. It is taking place Tuesday, March 19th through Friday, March 22nd, and the cost of the entire week is $1,555, and then there's an option to make monthly payments, which breaks the cost down into small, easier payments. Yes, and if you've never taken part in one of our retreats, I got to say, you're missing out. It's true. I know this is biased because it's coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I just I love seeing the growth of people who have attended our, our retreats. Okay. So friend of the pod, Ashley. Yeah, so, Ashley. Ashley, we're so, we're so proud of you. We're so proud of her. She started her moon mama business and she's just taking off. Just, we've seen her growth along the way and she's participated in a couple of our retreats with us and just seeing like everything that she's, uh, she's doing and she's getting out there and achieving and working with people. And she's just such a lovely soul. And so people like her, is why we do these retreats. Like that is our purpose. That's what brings me joy. It's true. She started out shy and a little bit introverted <laughs> and, you know, just like, you know, and now she's just doing her thing. She just recently um, left her full-time job in order, well, well, I will say just say quote unquote, the corporate world, right? Yes. Uh, yes. To go do her thing full-time. So yeah. I mean, that's what these retreats are. They're, we love to bring people together and then give you some tools and knowledge to empower you to go out and light up the world with yeah. the thing that you want to share with yep. the world, I guess. Because yep. everyone's everyone has gifts to share with the world. Yeah. Absolutely. So join us. <laughs> join us. Come yeah. hang with us. We're Come. fun. We're fun. We promise. We promise. Uh what are we gonna talk about today? Uh okay. So a little bit of trigger warning for today's episode. This episode is going to include talks of pet loss and death. So I, as we talked about early on in the episode when I was saying how the end of the year really sucked, um, I am now in a place where I can talk about this uh, because just a couple weeks ago, I was completely shattered because I lost my, my baby dog, Ruby. And it's been a really hard process and I haven't felt this amount of grief in so long. Uh, and I've always empathized with with my friends who when they when they've lost their dog, I mean, like my sister lost her dog around mm -hmm. this time last year, too. She did. I remember. And, and it was hard. And I remember me and my sister having a conversation about this. And she's like, she's like, why does this almost feel worse than like humans? And I'm like, because dogs mm -hmm. are innocent because dogs don't have the 
they don't carry around, you know, the same amount of of bad stuff that that a, a person can do to you. They don't hurt you the way that that a, a human can. So of course, and they teach us about compassion and unconditional love, and that's all they're here for. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, of course, when you lose them, it's incredibly hard and it's incredibly difficult. I feel like part of, unfortunately, part of my journey with this specific grief is back to the feeling of unfairness that yeah that that I've that I felt before like when when my dad had passed I also felt like this is so unfair like this is so unfair how come at that time my my thought was how come there are people that are so evil in this world and they get to live forever like yeah. god how long was that fucking castro guy alive for you know, like he, he was in power for so long and he was so awful. So just like that, that thought is like kind of like where my mind went of like, this is so unfair. Why do, why do good people get taken away from us? So this wasn't really that thought. This was more of that. I didn't get to say goodbye. I didn't mm-hmm. get to, I didn't get to be there. Uh, there was no, there was no goodbye. Like, and, and that drums up like feelings of anger for me. With all of this, like one of the things that I've that I've done is just really like not really try to make sense of it because I don't think that that's necessary. I understand like birth and death, rebirth, all this. It's like it's part of the human experience. It's part of life on Earth, right? Like we live in these bodies, whether they be animal bodies, plant bodies, human bodies that they expire at some point. It's just it's just what happens. But I did kind of start looking into and just asking about reincarnation and how that works just because I've heard so many stories of people who are like, "Oh well, um their dog comes back and they come back, mm-hmm. you know, whatever way." Like my friend Joseph, I when he before he got his dog, now he had seen a psychic and they told him that his dog Buddy, who was like his childhood dog, was ready to come back to him and he was like i'm not ready <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not ready to have a dog right now and and yeah and like through like you know just like a series of events or whatever but one of the things that i read was first with that it's part of a soul contract still right so you you yes. still have a soul contract whether it's you and a human or you and your dog you and your pet you all have soul contracts and the part of reincarnation has to be already in your agreement and both of yes. you have to agree. Yes. But generally, you need you need to grieve. Like you need to have the time to grieve. That's part of the process. Your pet or loved one won't reincarnate right away because then you won't have the chance to go through your grief. Like that's part of the process of what you what you're here to experience unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like grief is such a heavy thing with being a human and we go through it so many so many times and in so many different ways too. Mm-hmm. Like we grieve our old selves. Like I remember like becoming a mom, right? Like when you become a mom, we become a parent. There's a part of you, whether consciously or subconsciously, you grieve like who you were before, you know, the, the, right. the losing yourself. Yeah. 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 Like, there's a version of yourself that will never exist again. You know, that's no, gone. Yeah. you'll always and forever now be a mom mm-hmm. and have that responsibility and have that identity and mm-hmm. your, everything changes your, your focus, your responsibility, your structure, all of that. Yep. 
Yeah. So, so I feel like there's, there are different things that we grieve, right? Like there's also just like the end of a relationship, even though like nobody mm-hmm. dies, but like there's the relationship ends and there's that grieving period too. Mm-hmm. But we try to, I, I feel like with all of those, what you do, I don't want to say the best way. Like, I feel like just for me, this is just very personal. This is like how I've just try to work through it is just try to honor the best parts of that, of that time period. Mm-hmm. Right, whatever that was, like whether it was in my youth, the fun times that I had in that time, if a relationship ended, like, okay, but we still, there were some highlights to that as well. Like there were some good things, there were some things that I learned, some good things Mm -hmm. that I learned out of it. And then now with this, it's like, I'm not through it yet. (laughs) Like I can't tell you, like, oh, you know, there were all these, yes, like I love that I had the time that I had with her, that I had five years with her, that I was able to find her because I remember the day we went to the adoption fair to look for a dog. We were about to leave because I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't see one. I don't see, I don't see my dog. Uh, there was a lot of puppies and I know, mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want a puppy. Um, I didn't want the responsibility of a puppy. I would love a puppy, but I don't want the responsibility Mm-mm. of one. <laughs> they're cute, but they're not cute after they're cute. After they're not cute. Right. Yeah. If they're not house trained and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But yeah, and then we're about to leave and then Mike goes, he's like, well, what about that one? And then we see her and and I'm like, oh my God, that is the cutest dog. And and we picked her and where she picked up. Oh, see, I thought that you got Ruby from your mom because your mom adopted her and she didn't. No, that was honey. That was honey. Oh, oh. yes. Oh, so Ruby was handpicked. Yeah, yeah, Mm. uh, yeah. Ruby was was picked um, from the adoption agency. Yeah, and she she was very skittish and very shy, and she did mm-hmm. not trust people easily. Um, so it took her it took her a while. I remember, like I was the one that grabbed her and held her like the first couple of days. And the mm-hmm. whole the whole point what we were supposed to do with her was okay. Sophia had Honey, and Honey would sleep with her. So we're like, well, we'll get another dog, and then she'll sleep with Santino. <laughs> but they did not that was not, that was not, how that that was not at all how it turned out because ruby first of all did not trust santino like she didn't <laughs> she she only wanted to be with me she was the, i was the first person that she kind of like bonded with and so then she started she would just sleep with us in our room and then mm-hmm. as soon as honey saw oh well you guys had a new dog and she, she sleeps with you so that means i sleep with you too so now we had two dogs <laughs> <laughs> what someone Sophia say? Was she like, "What? Yeah, dog." Yeah. So it's funny because even now she'll still do it. She'll Honey will sometimes. Uh, she'll get up in the in the early early morning, and then she'll leave our room and go lay down with Sophia. So Aww. we tell her she's like, "Oh, she's gonna go do her shift with Sophia." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's still doing it now with with Ruby not being around. Yeah, yeah. She still she still goes and she'll she'll do her shift in the morning. <laughs> when she's here and we were really afraid of 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 them getting along because that was our whole thing like when we filled out the application process and I remember there was a question on there they asked like if there were any reasons why you wouldn't be able to keep the dog that you picked what would they be and I had said like well if she didn't get along with my dog like I'm sorry but like you know my my dog takes priority she doesn't have anywhere to go but they were fine yeah they got along like right away (laughs) and that was like I would come to find out like that was very different for for ruby and even honey like honey doesn't like other dogs easily (laughs) 
No, remember how much they both hated Hollis. <laughs> I just, I just look at him, and it would just this bark fest would ensue, and Hollis is like, "Man, I just want to like play. I just want to play with you." But they were like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, no." And I think they were just like, "You're so big, like you're so tall," you know. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah, but that's how they were. But yeah, they were really good with each other. Have you seen the portrait that Mike? made had made for me the sister's portrait um i why is it not coming to my brain it's not coming to my brain so i'll 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 post it but look here let me see i'll show you Oh yes, I saw that one. Yes, I love. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pic. It's a painting yeah. of both Honey and and Ruby in like fancy dresses. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, you have to post that. People will love that. It's so it's it was the silliest thing, but it was my mm-hmm. I think it was my Christmas present like two years ago. I think mm-hmm. is when he got it for me, and it was the best. It was the best Christmas present. But um. And now it's been it's been kind of sad now because I you know mm-hmm. I I'm looking at it all the time, I still I look at it every day. But um, yeah, I I have a lot more peace with it. I just kind of like acceptance. I think is where I'm at right now. I'm just in the yeah. acceptance phase. Going back to like what I was researching about reincarnation, guys. I'm just more like I just want to know. So one of the things was that even though reincarnation can be possible, uh. It's never to be expected that it's going to be like, a, it's not cloning. Like you're not going to get the same dog again. Or the same personality. No. Nope. It's like with humans. Yes, because they're here to have a new experience. There's no yep. point in them having the same experience all over again. That's nope. pointless. Same with humans, right? Humans yep. don't come to have the same experience again. No. And so that's why like that grief process is so so important and and uh it has to be accepted like if if that's what you really want you have to make that decision i personally i don't think i i don't think i want that i don't know it's kind of a lot i think it's too early really for me to even like think that way it came up with like the kids like santino was the first one asking he's like are we gonna get another dog and i was like no how dare you how dare you right (laughs) how dare you ask me that no i don't want another dog I'm just taking care of Honey now and just hoping that she's okay. So that that was big. I guess I'd never really thought about that, about like yeah. when, you know, considering the idea of reincarnation. And that's true because I've asked Joseph about his dog. I'm like, so is he like, is, is Hudson his dog now? Like, is he a lot like Buddy? And he's like, he's like, there's a couple of things. There's like a few things about him. But overall, no, he's a different, mm-hmm. he's a different dog and he's a completely different breed. Uh, yes. All of that. Yeah. Yes. Um, Dugan was my first dog. Dugan is, you know, you have that one dog who's like your um, soul dog. It's hard because mm-hmm. Dugan was an easier dog. He was a yellow lab, full lab. Uh-huh. Um, and he was just easy. Um, he was chill. He was, you know, really independent and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollis is a completely different dog. He is a little bit more intense, but he's goofier and sillier and he's a lab pet mix. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got more personality than Dugan had. Mm. Um, but Hollis is a soulmate dog because Hollis came to me at a time um, when I too had said, I don't want any more dogs. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like I didn't want um, I, it, there, there's a lot of responsibility with a dog. And then as yep. you know, like I can't travel like now I can't travel without getting dog sitters. It's expensive. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, there's a lot. So I know for sure 
after Hollis, I'm not going to get another dog unless I have partnership to mm-hmm. share responsibility mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I don't feel at all as if Hollis is Dugan reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're two separate energies. Yeah. Yeah. Honey is my chihuahua dog that i had when i was a little girl she's Mm -hmm. that she is a reincarnation of that dog she is and i'll tell you why so my chihuahua i got him when i was when i was like four or five years old and i remember going to pick him out of the litter and so we got him like i picked him before he was ready to go home and then once he was old enough they gave him you know they gave him to us and we brought him home but i was a child like almost Mm -hmm. a toddler and my parents didn't know anything about owning a dog other than like, because the way that they own dogs in their country is way different than the way that we have dogs it's here. It's true. In, in Texas, it's different. I mean, they're outside dogs they're, and there's... Right. Yeah. And a chihuahua... Part of the family. Uh, and a chihuahua cannot be an outside dog, right? No. So, and we lived in an apartment. And mm-hmm. so, so he was not house trained. And I didn't know how to house train a, a dog. I was a, a I was a little girl. Um, he would poop exclusively under my bed. I had like a tr- like a trundle bed that didn't have a trundle, and he was obviously <laughs> tiny. And so he would just he would poop under my bed, and I would never I would never tell anyone because I did not want to get him in trouble. And one day, <laughs> one day this friend comes over. And I don't know, we're playing in my room and I don't know, he looks or I don't know how he, uh, he must have just seen it, right? He sees it and he goes and he tells my mom, there's a bunch <gasps> of dogs He snitched on you without even the benefit of... Yeah, he snitched on the dog. And uh, yeah, and so then eventually my parents decided to give the dog away because they didn't know how to properly care for the dog the dog and didn't have time for it all that stuff and I that was probably like one of my early first traumas was Mm -hmm. watching my watching this lady come to our apartment and take my dog and I'm I'm sitting there like my eyes are like just you know swollen with tears and I can barely see through my tears and and she's taking my dog and but my mom's like he'll be okay he'll be you know they're gonna take care of him and they did they did because they were like they were friends of friends and I did not get to I don't think I ever got to see him again um but he was he was taken care of and he had a good life and I met his I met his grandson or his grandchild at some point Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and it was sweet because I have a picture of him somewhere too and I was like Mm. oh like that was my that was my dog anyway so that happened that's honey and that's who honey is yes and so honey I took away from my mom so that was like (laughs) that's right yes so that was like kind of like the full Mm -hmm. circle moment of like well Mm -hmm. you took my dog away so now I take your dog away and and because I feel like Obviously, the personality is very different, but everyone who was, if you look at Honey, you're always like, what kind of dog is she? And she Mm -hmm. was supposed to be a Maltese. She's not. She's Mm -hmm. something else. I don't, I don't know what she is. She's like a Maltese Chihuahua mix is like my best guess uh, Mm -hmm. of what she could be. But um, between her and Ruby, (laughs) but specifically Honey, Honey is the best dog I've ever had. Like she's, I've never had a better dog than her. She, she listens. She doesn't 
pee or poop inside the house. She's she's calm. She's sweet. She doesn't she doesn't bark at people. Actually, I've come to find out. And that um, was all Ruby's that influence. Was, yes, that was all Ruby. <laughs> she would they would bark together. Um, mm-hmm. it was it was both of them together. But she doesn't bark by herself. Um, she's just the sweetest dog. She just wants to be mm-hmm. loved, and she loves to play fetch. She's like mm-hmm. the best at fetch. Like she really is good at fetch. Like she she is. She's fun. She <laughs> Ruby, er, er, Honey, and Ruby are. I mean, I'm a dog person anyway, and my friends' dogs. I'm like, okay, I need to get to know your dog. Yeah, because yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but and and Ruby was timid, but yeah. she was also very sweet. And it, like eventually, after you know, after like three days, when I'm leaving yes. the next day, then Ruby's like, okay, you can pet. Yeah. But honey was like, hey, hey, Joe, what's up? Let's yeah. talk, right? Right away. Yeah, right yeah. away. And especially yeah. if you have a ball with her. Mm-hmm. If you have a ball, then now she's your friend and she loves you yeah. forever. So, yeah, but it's it's been really hard. It was especially hard with the kids because we were all everyone was crying. All of us were crying. And then we got we get home because all of this happened while we're on vacation. While we're on vacation. So you're you're feeling helpless. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of feelings of helplessness. And then we get here and literally the moment the plane lands and my phone gets off of airplane mode is when I found out. And so that drive home is like a couple of hours and we're just crying the entire time. And then the following days, I mean, like I'm crying, Mike is crying, like we're crying at night. We cry in the morning when we wake up. Like it's hard because we she's she slept with us like right. we noticed that she's not there at night we noticed that she's not there with us in the morning and I'm grateful now to be at the point where I can talk about it, it but it was very difficult um it, it felt just excruciating uh, who who found her or or how did that all come about and do, you, do were you able to bury her no no we only know what happened to her through the neighbors like the some like people in the neighborhood who were the ones that found her and they um, they called animal control and they they took her. And apparently if you do that, just just FYI, if you ever see a pet and they have a collar on, um, so you know it's a pet, if you call animal control to pick them up, they're just going to automatically incinerate them. They're not going to notify the owners because she was microchipped. Even with the, even even with the microchip, they Why? do not scan them. They don't scan them. That seems, what is the point of... Uh, all right, when they're alive, gonna... I know when they're alive, they'll scan them. But if they're dead, they don't they don't care. So, yeah. So that was also infuriating as well, because we don't we didn't have anything to, you know, to bury or anything. But whatever. You learn what how systems work. And then I don't know, you try to share that information with other people. So hopefully it doesn't happen to them. Well, I'm sorry, because that's a part of closure. And then also, you know, to have been able to bring her home and bury her in the garden, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, is, um, that's something that you, you deserve, you deserve to have that, you know, or at least have, you know, the bones. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing that I, that I'm very lucky about when, when Dugan died, you know, my mom actually was like, well, I want to pay for his cremation because mm-hmm. it was very expensive for cremation. Anyway, I'm like, I can't, I can't put him in the, I can't put him in the ground. I just can't. Mm. So you have the option of doing a group cremation where you get some ashes back, but it's probably like eight other dogs too, sure. or the private. And I was like, I, I can. So my mom was like, she paid for that. And so I have this little, um, I have like a little, it's like a square tin and it's got his ashes in it. So he goes where I go and I'm going to do the same for Hollis. You know, hopefully I'm able to if I'm able to. Right, right. Yeah. I think one of the things for me, I've come to 
realize even like for myself, like I don't want to be buried. I don't want to be buried yeah. and I really don't care to be cremated either. Like, I guess like, yeah, sure. If that's what you want, but it doesn't matter. Like once the, once the, the, once the soul has left the body, the body is just a shell and it doesn't for me, it doesn't mean anything for me anymore. Yeah. That's not to say that like if I didn't have my dog, I wouldn't have done something with it. That's different. I just how I've kind of been able to just accept it is to just just that understanding is that like, yes, our bodies are just vessels and they're only meant to like serve for uh, so much time. So if if I could have it, then that would be great. But if I can't also like that's just how things are. And so just have to like come to that acceptance. But she has been coming in for me in clairvoyant ways. A couple days ago when I walked out of the house, I just had like this dog pee smell. Just like mm-hmm. as soon as I walked out the door and I was like, what? It smells like it's on me. Like I was like, I'm sniffing my sweater and I'm like, did mm-hmm. honey pee on my sweater? Like what she knows it? how powerful your sniffer is too. So she's going to pick the path of least resistance to connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, and yeah, and my, yeah, my sense of smell is just definitely one of my strongest senses. And so, and then it was weird. Cause at first I was like, okay, like, whatever. I'm just walking outside. Maybe like a dog peed nearby recently whatever i'm driving to the post office i get to the post office i get out of the car and then there's a smell again and i was like okay that's not possible like that's not that doesn't make any sense so then i started thinking like okay all right so you're sending me you're sending me this sign okay i I recognize this one i think and then (laughs) thanks i (laughs) think thanks thanks for that one uh and then the other one um the next day was i was outside and i was working on the grass outside and i smelled the skunk and Mm -hmm. at first i was like oh shit like a skunk (laughs) and i Mm -hmm. turn around and i'm like looking you know to see if there's a skunk somewhere around and and obviously there's nothing but then i am like oh okay I get it like it's her because Mm -hmm. that was one of the other smells that unfortunately I would come to associate with her Mm -hmm. sometimes because she she is the reason why they got skunk so many times Mm -hmm. because she's the one that would run out there and bark (laughs) and scare the crap out of the skunk and (laughs) Uh. oh I love that though that she's using these smells to communicate yeah I I think one of the coolest things um, about animals is that they do come through in mediumship readings. And, you know, you have a lot of people out there that um, are animal communicators and they mm-hmm. can actually communicate with the animal, but then they also come through, um, you know, and we've all experienced the death of an animal. Yeah. Some really peaceful, like Dugan went, um, I was holding him um, mm-hmm. when he went, he, um, I took him to the vet and he was put to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then my dog, Polly, who was mm-hmm. hit by a car. Oh. Um, and you know, um, that was a very traumatic, um, you know, another dog, a couple pets I had, my yeah. mom gave them away without the benefit of me being able yeah. to say goodbye. So, yeah, you know, whatever, like you said, it's unconditional love and they don't care if you smell or are, you know, are, broke or mm-hmm. those no. animals are specifically there to love you yeah yep and that's what makes them such you know beautiful little angels yes and mine keeps walking in here i think he's trying to tell me he wants his dinner <laughs> so i found this list to help with the grief this is specifically for dog for for pet grief but 
I think grief in general, like these could work with this. So the first flower essence is hound's tongue. Uh, This is to help enhance holistic thinking for those who may want to believe in animal communication, but still may find it hard to believe in anything less than the scientific or the measurable. Kind of just kind of helps to open up your senses to that. Oh, nice. Uh, It enhances the spiritual perception of the natural world. And then there's star tulip. Uh, This softens resistance to the spiritual realm, ability to feel soul communion with higher spiritual forces, and receptivity to the spiritual worlds, especially like listening to your own higher self. Uh, And then there's a way to the God self, which I've never heard of that flower before. Mm -hmm. Um, But this helps to connect with our higher self and inner guidance to communicate directly with it. It also helps heal uh, crisis of faith. Um, Mm -hmm. which I know I've gone through that when I've gone through Mm -hmm. my grief. Uh, And then there's forget-me-not, and that deepens Mm -hmm. our awareness of our spiritual connection with those who have physically passed and helps us develop telepathic communication with them, which I think that's really sweet. That's really sweet. Um, And then the last one is Queen of the Night Cactus. This essence is for honoring your own intuitive impressions, and it is excellent for you if you place a higher value on what you think rather than allowing your intuition to be of equal worth. It's also appropriate if you focus too much on outer events and not enough on contemplation and inward looking. And I thought that was really beautiful that I came upon this specifically a list of flowers to help with this because... um, I have many pictures of Ruby, but my favorite picture of her is one of her and this and a flower and a rose. Yes, um, it's in her ear, right? It, it looks like it's in her ear, but it's she's yes. just like standing like just behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like just perfectly, yeah. Sweet Ruby. She really was sweet. I wish everybody could have known her. You know, and, and like you said, you know, when you when you see, you know, a lot of times when people, their pets pass, they'll, of course, you know, say, you know, we had to say goodbye to our sweet so-and-so or, you know, and they'll post pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm always 10,000 times more hit when a, somebody's pet dies than, you know, when you say, you know, unfortunately we lost Uncle Sal. It's like, yeah. sorry, Sal. Yeah. Um, but with Ruby, it was interesting because at first I saw it and I saw it on Instagram. You know, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Ruby, oh no, right? But the feeling was, all right, well, you know, she'll get back. It just sucks mm-hmm. that you're on vacation. Yes, and, you yes, know, yes. Um, you know, and then we had a friend, um, a psychic friend, um, ha- do, um, you know, provide some information. Mm-hmm. So it was all very uplifting. And then, you know, you sent me a text and you told me that she was gone. And honestly, I just started bawling. <laughs> I yeah. was just like, yeah, just bawling. And I'm like, <sighs> And it, and it, yes, you know, I think Ruby was just the sweetest girl, but really more, it was like, oh my God, like the first thing I thought of was like you, it, 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 you, your family, you know, I yeah. thought about the kids. I thought about everybody and I was like, yeah, oh, I just want to like, why do they have to go through that? Why do they have to, why? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not easy losing an animal. It is not easy at all. And I know it doesn't compare to losing a family member. Yeah. Um, but damn, it, it just, you're right. It just doesn't seem fair. It's like, yeah. It, it's, you know, but the, you know what, at the same time though, it's a different experience, especially like the, that the children have with the animal than what like they would have with like uncle Bill or someone, you know right. what I mean? Like 
that might like me, a family member that they see like once or twice a year, if that, and yeah, maybe we had like a lot of experiences with that family member because we grew up with them or something, but like our children, you know, probably not, but like for kids, like their, their dogs or pets are, they're with them every single day and they have so much more, you know, relationship with them. So I feel like, especially for children, it's actually harder. I'm talking about like extended family. Yes. To see a uh, to have a pet who passes versus extended family like that that they don't see very often. But yes, yeah, yes. I am grateful for the information that I have, for the information yeah. that I have, for the things that I have learned, for the connection that I have to my higher self, to my spirit guides, and just to basically to the unknown, really. Yes. Like yes. and and how much how much I know and I understand because I know that I am sad because I don't have her because I don't have her here in the physical, but I, I still feel her soul. Like her soul's still around. And I know that like souls never die. They don't, that doesn't get destroyed. They do move on, but yeah, their energy is still, still alive and still there. So yeah, I'm, I, for that, I, and all the, the growth and the awakening and all the information and all the stuff that I've learned over the last like four or five years. Like I'm just like thankful for all of it. Like how it's just really allowed me to like work through it. The other thing that I, ha- that I noticed about myself was as I'm like crying and just kind of like allowing myself to have these emotions, I still had a lot of, I obviously have a lot of guilt because I'm supposed to be, you know, her caregiver and supposed to take care of her at all times. So I had a lot of that guilt, but I did notice myself like kind of like running through stories, but I I was able to like kind of create that distance and like that more like observer type of perspective out of the whole situation of like, okay, I can watch myself telling these stories. I can see that they are not actually helping what I'm going through. And if anything, they're making things worse. But yet, I'm going to allow myself to have them because that is yes. all part of the human experience. Yes. Yes. Allowing yourself. That's a part of the grief process. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the first thing we're going to do is what could I have done? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, this is my fault. You know, if I hadn't have been on vacation, if mm-hmm. I hadn't have, you know, I yes. mean, you yep. know, and like I said, um, it's, it's weird that honey didn't follow her first uh-huh. off. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so there's all of these other circumstances, um, yep. that contribute to it. So, um, but yeah, allowing yourself to, to, to feel that grief and experience that grief, but also, yeah, there's, you're going to feel guilty about it regardless. Yep. I know when Dugan passed, I had just gotten back from vacation. So I only had like two days with him after oh. I got back and then I had to take him, you know, in, um, he, I, I came home and he was having a seizure and, oh. um, and I just said to him, I picked up his face and I said, buddy, I said, when it's time to go, when you're ready to go, just let me know. Uh-huh. And then like two days later, he just came up to me and he just looked at me and, and I just knew, yeah, I'm going to start crying. I just knew he's just like, I'm ready. I'm done. So mm-hmm. I gave him yeah. one more day um, and we spent the day just cuddling and feeding him. I fed him cheeseburgers and um, <laughs> and then I took him in and then I, I held him when the doctor injected him. But, oh. um, you know, I was like, well, if I hadn't gone on vacation, cause I was gone like, you know, like 14 days, mm-hmm. you know, that's 14 days that I could have had with him and that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, you know, you, yeah. you beat yourself up and there's nothing you can't. Sometimes I think that they choose um, you know, to leave at times when it's going to be more convenient so that it's going to be less, you know, her leaving 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was like, maybe, I don't know. Less. I feel like she was a little dramatic and she had to have a dramatic end <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think she, she was. She's not. I'm going to go out like uh, on my terms. Yeah. 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 That, that's kind of more, a little bit more her energy, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Um, you're, you can hear Hollis in the background yes. probably hacking. <laughs> so I've been trying not to talk so you can edit that out. But this whole time he's, he's got to go outside because he's he got to eat grass and stuff. And I'm like, well, this is bad timing, buddy. So, um, we took a very quick, 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 quick break so I can let him out. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Oh, uh, I have been seeing a lot of hawks, like a like many. Um, I see them all the time, as it is, but I've been seeing like groups now. Like I'm now, I'm seeing like three at a time, um, two or three at a time. And that's from your dad. Those are signs from your dad. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. But now it's interesting to me to see them in groups, to see them like to see two at a time or three at a time. Yeah, like that. Because you don't really see hawks that that in groups. Like they're not real. They're not group animals. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. The only time I see them is over in the park, um, and usually I hear them first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, it. I mean, I kind of want to leave this off on like a. Uh, higher note but like i don't really have much i don't have much else <laughs> like, um yeah, I, I don't really know what to say either <laughs> you're gonna have to do some editing on this last that's, end of it that's okay <clears throat> um let's see let's see what we can uh, okay, Leave so part of this art, like this, well, this one article on Medium, it just says that like when a pet passes and before it reincarnates, they live in the afterlife, and that's a place where they can watch over us and communicate, and they communicate with us in very subtle ways if we take time to listen and observe. Um, spirit animals are fond of using electricity to communicate. That's new. I never heard that before. Oh. Um, and then there's like several books. Um, listed on here too do you believe in like the rainbow bridge you know that that people talk about like where pets die it's like this i don't even know why they never show a bridge it's always a freaking hill (laughs) uh yeah i i mean like uh all dogs go to heaven type of yeah type of yes yes type of thing yeah for sure 
I mean, I think that it's a comforting thought, you know, but honestly, I think that when our pets pass over, that our loved ones are there to sort of say, okay, I think that pets are definitely a part of our soul group or Mm -hmm. soul family. Mm -hmm. And I think that the soul contracts between people and pets are just as serious as between people and humans. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't say that I know a lot about you know, pets in the life between life stage. I've had had several come through, but you know, I just think that if a soul is incarnating as a first or second dimensional, well, it'd be a second dimensional, um, a sentient being, plants, mm-hmm. trees, animals, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know if it's prep work or if it's it's a rest, you know, like it's, it's a life where you get to incarnate, but it's restful. Um, a lot of times I know that Hollis is my soul, he is a soul contract and Hollis has taught me things that I could not have learned without him in my mm. life during the period that I've had him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just think for me, it gives me more peace to know that they actually have their own soul blueprints Yeah, and, you know, they have a purpose and a path and it's, yes, they're here to love us and we're here to learn unconditional love from them, but they are also having experiences that lend themselves to their um, evolution and awakening and, and growth and ascension and all that stuff. So sure. that's also cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ruby got to go. She got to go to Portland. She went, we took her to the, she went to the beach. So she did. Too. She, she, the only thing we ever did was never put her in the pool. Cause I felt like that would be really traumatic for her. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't trying to like add more trauma to my poor little rescue dog so (laughs) so yeah she 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 traveled and she got to see things and she 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 experienced things and and we loved her and we loved her very much so i think that's the best you can offer a dog is a hundred percent giving them the love that they give you back she was lucky you you made her a really beautiful home and you you were all really good um mamas and dads and, and sisters and brothers to her so she has a, a good dog. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with us today, opening up to us and sharing that with us. We, we're sending you all sorts of love. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, friends, um, that means it's time to say goodbye. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on your stories, subscribe, and leave us a review. This helps our podcast grow. And if we grow, that means the ability to do this work grows. Thank you all for hanging out with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Bye. Bye. Bye.